Call for Action presents Of Consuming Interest, a public service show that discusses scams, deceptive offers, and other consumer concerns. Here's the director of WJLA 7 Call for Action and your host, Shirley Rooker. Okay, you've got to talk about it, and I mean insurance. There are several aspects of your life, particularly where insurance can be very costly, and it can be very costly if you don't have insurance. Let's look at, so we're going to look at three aspects of insurance today. One is when you're a homeowner and you can hopefully save some money on your insurance. But beyond that is the responsibility that you have when you are a host of a party, whether it's a spring fling, a summer barbecue, or a winter bash, whatever. Um, There's some things you need to know about that. And then we're going to look at how you can save money on cars. So we're going to cover the whole spectrum today. And my guest is is Mike McCartan. He's the president of Joseph W. McCartan Insurance. And Mike, welcome to A Consuming Interest. Surely happy to be here. We always get good information from you, Mike, and it's very interesting right now. Uh, We're we're looking at a a season where we often have a lot of parties. And let's, so let's talk about the responsibility. And I know that Different states have different laws as to what your responsibilities are. But if you're if you're a host at a party and someone gets drunk and leaves your party and has an accident, is there liability on the part of the homeowner? Well, th- there can be. It depends on the state you're in. 43 states have what they call dram shop or host liquor liability laws. The good news is, is that uh, Maryland, Virginia, and Delaware uh, do not hold you responsible for somebody that injures others due to having consumed alcohol at your house. The district is a dram shop state, and you can be held responsible. So you got to know where you're having the party and make sure that whatever insurance you have is going to cover you. Um, Okay, so let's say if you live in the district... What would you need to do in terms of insurance to make sure you're covered? Well, most homeowners policies provide what they call host liquor liability. So if if you're serving alcohol in a social setting, you you would be defended by your homeowners policy. So if somebody filed a lawsuit against you or pursued you, your homeowners, most homeowners would provide coverage. Okay, so the bigger thing here then is to make sure that the homeowner's policy you have is going to do the job for you for whatever uh, occurs. And I I know that people overdrink at parties. I mean, it it happens. And um, so for this area, though, if you're in Maryland, Virginia, you said you don't have you're not held responsible. If you're in D.C., you could be held responsible for what one of your guests does to someone else. So that's the big issue, isn't it? That is correct. Okay. And of course, um, in terms of guests over drinking, I don't know how you really prevent that. I mean, you're going to be the alcohol police and and, uh, keep them from having a second glass or third glass of wine or whatever. And there's really not much you can do except to make sure that your insurance coverage protects you. But what about when they they go out and slip on the sidewalk in your house? Or let's suppose it's in the middle of the winter and uh, they slip on ice. Um, does that law that you just cited in terms of Maryland and, and Virginia 
does that protect you from from uh, uh, liability there as well? Absolutely. So your homeowners provides uh, liability coverage for bodily injury that is either deemed to be your responsibility or somebody feels is your responsibility. So yes, your mm -hmm. homeowners would, would provide coverage. Okay. So, uh, but you need to understand that you have to have that in your homeowners. Is that part of a homeowner's policy or is that something that uh, you have to add on? All standards homeowners policies include liability coverage, personal liability coverage, which includes, mm -hmm. you know, some bells and whistles like host liquor liability coverage. Okay. So the big thing then, if they, somebody trips, falls on your sidewalk and gets hurt, um, then you're not going to be held responsible or else your insurance is going to kick in for whatever happens. But now, suppose they suffer some really serious injuries. Will most homeowners policies cover that? I mean, I, I would suppose that there's a limit on how much a homeowner's policy is going to pay out to somebody who is injured, uh, perhaps seriously, through no fault of your own, but because they were a guest at your home. Yes. Yeah, so per, the, personal liability limits can range anywhere from 100000 to 300000 uh, the majority of the homeowners policies that I that we write here, we start at five hundred thousand, and then we would encourage somebody to uh, purchase a personal umbrella, which would give you an additional million dollars of coverage or more. So, at a minimum, a policy would start at a hundred thousand, and then you could go up from there and put an umbrella on top of it. So it's 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 relatively easy and inexpensive to 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 get higher limits of coverage. And it can be very expensive if you don't have that coverage. So um, that's good advice. And it's interesting to know that. But uh, but um, slipping on a sidewalk, all of those things, and your homeowner's policy should cover it. And you just, I guess it's up to the homeowner who's buying the policy to make sure that their insurance covers all of these things that could possibly happen. So, um, and I would think if you have a business in your home, and you have people coming to visit you, you need to have, would you need a special policy or would that be covered by your regular homeowners? So depending on what the business is, I, I, you know, there are some incidental business exposures that could be added to a homeowners. I would say, generally speaking, if you, you're running a business, especially one that's an LLC or a corporation out of if you're working from home or running it out of your house is you should have a separate business policy. Because okay. you're going to have exposure. I mean, most businesses are going to have exposures away from the house that that a homeowner certainly isn't going to address. Okay, so that's what you need to take. Well, that's the conversation you need to have with your agent, your broker, when you're getting the insurance then as to what other things in your home other than just your personal life, uh, talking about your insurance, if you have an office there you and whether if you have visitors coming from that office. Um, what about having service people come in to do work in your home? Um, I know that, you know, the states usually require uh, some sort of insurance in terms of the workers, but um, is there a liability additionally there for consumers? Well, you, you should only hire uh, contractors that have insurance and you can ask for a certificate of insurance or proof of coverage 
before they show up at your house. And then, yeah. you know, if you can't read it, call your independent agent and I would be happy to review something like that. But yeah. uh, you, you should always hire contractors that have the proper coverage. Yeah, and that is the important thing there to check it out. Okay, well, I can't believe time's flying by here. Let's just take a brief break to let our listeners know they're tuned in to Of Consuming Interest here on the Federal News Network. My guest today is Joe, uh, Mike McCartan, president of Joseph W. McCartan Insurance, and we're talking about cars, houses, and parties. Interesting subjects. Let's go. Okay, so let's talk about that. We've been talking about... Um, in some peripheral ways about home insurance. And that's the umbrella policies that cover people who come to your house or get drunk at a party or whatever. But beyond that, let's talk about the homeowner's insurance and the house itself, because I know there are a number of options for people in terms of what they get um, if there's serious damage, flood, fire, whatever, in terms of how the replacement on those, uh, the damaged areas is done. So, can you give us a brief overview of how, what we need to consider when we're buying a policy for our home? Well, with the, with the increased costs of construction and reconstruction, uh, I think the number one thing to be aware of is what would it cost to reconstruct your house? And then you wanna buy a policy that includes replacement cost coverage, or better yet, guaranteed replacement cost coverage. So if prices continue, you know, if you pick a, va a reconstruction value today and it continues to inflate, you're still covered for the total amount. Mm -hmm. uh, but we, we've been through a period in the last three years where the, where the cost to repair or replace homes has risen significantly. And you need to be aware and concerned about that. And you need to, you know, if, if you make a change to your house, generally greater than an improvement to your house greater than $5,000, you need to call your independent agent and have a discussion. Okay, because that will increase the value of the house and consequently the value of whatever it takes to repair it. Okay, now we promised that we would have some tips on how to save money on insurance in this era of, of inflation. Um, what are some of the things that people can do? How can they evaluate their home and to make sure that they have adequate coverage, but not too much coverage? Well, start with the reconstruction cost. Do you have a proper value on what it would cost to put your house back? And I would say on the homeowner side of things, the two things you can do to uh, save money is bundle all your coverage with the same company is number one. So your home insurance should be with the same company as your auto insurance. And number two, and probably the biggest savings is take the highest deductible that you can afford. So self-insure those small claims you know for somebody it might be a 500 dollars deductible for somebody else it might be a ten thousand dollar deductible but but the quickest way to drive down the cost is to drive up your deductible but being aware that god forbid something happens you know you, you, the money's there if you need you know if you have a twenty five hundred dollar deductible do you have access to that amount of money to get the repairs started or done Good, good advice. Yes, exactly. So really, you have to sit down and evaluate your own your own financial standing to see what you need to do in terms of protecting your home. And since the home is really the largest investment most of us will ever make, unless you're out buying an airplane or a boat, um, 
you're gonna you're gonna need to be sure you're you're properly protected. I know that we've had these insurance uh, conversations before, Mike, about what do you need to do, what are the minimums, and so on. And again, as you say, a lot of that is the personal thing as to what you can or can't afford. Um, any other tips on how to save money on on how on your home insurance? Well, I would I would say have a discussion with your independent agent before you make a claim. Let them, you know, you you may have made a few claims in the past that you forgot about or don't remember. You don't want to put yourself in a position where a company might non-renew you because of claims frequency. You don't uh, you don't want to make small claims. Again, you know, the, the little things that you can afford to take care of yourselves could save you a lot of money down the road. The industry as a whole is kind of in a bad mood right now. There's been a lot of bad weather. There's been, uh, uh, you know, fires in different parts of the country. There's availability issues. I mean, in California and Florida, it's getting harder and harder to even purchase a policy. We're fortunately in the DC metro area that we don't have availability problems. Uh, prices are on the rise. So, you, you don't want to make the little claims that could either get you surcharged or non-renewed. So pick up the phone. Don't call the company direct. Call your agent. Have a discussion. Let them educate you and then make a decision on, does it make sense for me to file a claim? Because they should have a record of what claims you filed in the past and and the, the t over the period of time. Um, what are some of the things that that uh, one of the big mistakes, of course, as you say, would be filing claim after claim for little things. And in some cases, maybe just a few hundred dollars beyond your deductible, that would not make sense, would it? Absolutely not. Yeah, so the bigger thing is for consumers to be aware of the factors that go into this. You don't wanna find yourself getting your homeowner's insurance canceled because of too many claims. And, but yet at the same time, Talk to you. I think your advice to talk to your your broker is the best thing that you can do to find out whether or not you should make a claim. Now they're not under any obligation to report to the insurance company about the conversation, are they? I would say generally no. I mean, if it was about a, a significant injury or or something that would put the company at a disadvantage, then yes, we would be obligated to make a phone call. But if we're talking about you know uh some trees down in your yard or some slight damage to a deck no that's that's part of our job is to have that discussion and educate you but i, I wouldn't yeah. make a blanket statement that i wouldn't have to report it but generally speaking no we're not gonna no have to i see it depends on it depends on the severity of the uh the damage or, or injury or whatever has has yes. transpired there okay any other thoughts on saving money on your home insurance I guess the bigger thing is to look about um, also, Mike, let me let me just take that question back and ask you. Is it really important for consumers to have photographs of the inside of their home? I, I would say it's 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 helpful. If you have a total loss, you're not going to remember all that has gone on and uh it would just make settling a large loss a lot easier. So if you go through your house and take your smartphone and video everything, you're going to make the the, the the claims process that much easier. I mean, we're not yeah, going to argue yeah. about what you had or didn't have. It's just going to make life easier on you during a difficult time. Yeah, 
I, that's very good advice. So take pictures, film it, do a video of it, walk through. You can even add a narrative as to what it is. Um, yes, so, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's just take a brief pause here to let our listeners know they're tuned in to Of Consuming Interest. And my guest is Mike McCartan, who is president of Joseph W. McCartan Insurance. Um, by the way, before I go any further, I want to say, Mike, I was just on your website and I, I really like the interactive graphics you have there telling people what they need to be concerned about in terms of car insurance, home insurance. It, it really makes you really think about the things that you need to consider. Like those graphics. It's very interesting. Anyway, and it's McCartan.com. And I'm not trying to promote websites here, people. But you can learn a lot, and this is an educational tool. So let's move on to the cars, the big cars, cars, cars. Um, you and I have talked in the past about if you're going to use your car as a part of a delivery service, like you're joining one of these food delivery companies, you need to let your insurance agent know that, right? So that your yeah. insurance can cover it. Will there be additional insurance added on cost? I mean... In, in most cases, there will be an additional cost. Yes. And, and not, okay. not all companies are willing to provide coverage. So you, you need to, uh, again, pick up the phone, have a conversation, you know, get the necessary information and make a decision whether you're going to continue with that activity or not. But you need to pick up the phone uh, to make sure you're protected. Well, I think you and I had a conversation about this some time ago. Uh, someone that I know whose daughter was driving for a company. It was her first run. She was just picked up a uh, delivery and was broadsided by a car. Um, and there was some question about who was to blame and blah, blah, blah. And her insurance company refused to do anything. They said, no, you did not in, uh, include that on your car insurance and we're not responsible for it. So um, that was a very hard lesson for a young woman to learn, but it's one that we all need to take to heart to make sure that, in fact, if you're doing something with your car that's outside the normal usage, you really need to let your insurance agent know, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Cars, prices are going up of cars, gasoline, et cetera, et cetera, and insurance. So let's look at some of the car insurance, way, some of the ways that we can actually save some money on car insurance. And there are some things that you can do. Um, I think you and I have talked about them in the past. But uh, for example, how much coverage do you want on your vehicle? And tell us, tell us first off, put it in the framework of, um, since I'm not terribly knowledgeable about insurance, there's different types of of coverage that you have in your car. There's collision, there's comprehensive. What are the differences and, and what do you, when do you need each of those? So, so there's sort of three things. There's liability coverage, which you're required by law to have. So if you hit somebody and you're responsible, that's what's gonna make the other party, reimburse the other party for the damages, whether it's bodily injury or property damage. Collision fixes your car. If you run into a run into something or someone and your car is damaged and comprehensive is vandalism and 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 if your car is stolen or windshield claims so mm -hmm. liability is required comp and collision is not not required it's it's a function of what the car is worth uh so 
you sort of have to have an idea of what 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 is your car worth? How much it would you know? What would you be paid to replace it? And then put that against the premium you're paying and decide whether it makes sense to pay that extra money. Whether you just could bank those premiums um, against a future accident if you're disciplined enough to do that. I mean, that's the big thing. Um, so that you could save some money um, on the on paying the the collision part. Um, okay, so the comprehensive. Now that pays for the damage to the other car. Now that pays to that pays to your car for for vandalism or a, a windshield type claim. Whether, okay, I'm well, sorry, well, I'm well, mixing well, it. I'm mixing it all up. Um, the comprehensive. And the collision, the collision is the one that you really have to have, right? And the liability. Liability you have to have. Collision you have to have if you want your car fit your your car fixed, or you have a loan, you're gonna have to have comp and collision. Oh, okay. So the requirements then there's if your car is paid for, you could get away without having the insurance coverage on your own vehicle. So I, I would suspect that it's a wise idea if your vehicle is, is considerably older to go online, check out the value of that product, and then decide whether or not you want to uh, continue it. Correct. That, I, that you can, there's plenty of places to go that, that will give you a rough idea of what a car is worth. And from there, you can make a decision. I mean, if your car is worth $1,000 or $2,000 or $3,000, it's probably not worth continuing coverage. If it's worth five or 10 or more than that, then I, 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 generally speaking, it's going to be a lot more economical to provide, to, to purchase the coverage than to pay out of pocket in the event there was a loss. Sure. Yeah. And that is, that is the big thing. What are some other ways that you can save in car insurance? Uh, I mean, kind of the same thing as homeowners. I mean, have put all your insurance in the in the same place. If you're married, both cars should be on the same policy, um, and and then take the highest deductible that you feel comfortable with and can afford that makes economic sense. I mean, at some point, raising your deductibles, the savings is is, is just isn't doesn't make sense in the event that something happens. But there's a point, you know, you see where the point of no return is. Right, exactly. Well, you know, you've given us some good ideas. Insurance is necessary. And we also know that there are ways that we can save on it, and especially as we see premiums and costs going up. But I think the, the point that you have made, Mike, is how important it is to have a good relationship with an agent that you can talk to and get advice and, and help from. And do that before you make a claim or... or um, what about your when you if you have a car in, uh, accident, who's the first person you call? Your agent? Well, I, I think that's a good start. I mean, probably the obviously if somebody's hurt, we need to deal with the the immediate whatever's at the scene, the police right, or the right. fire department. But yes, give us a call, uh, and, and and we'll and we'll guide you through the process. Okay. Well, good advice as always. Um, I hope people will listen and take some of his to heart, especially on insurance. I've seen too many people have too many problems when their insurance coverage is not adequate and you never know what's going to happen to you. Anyway, Mike, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we've been talking with Mike McCartan, who is president of Joseph W. McCartan Insurance. Their website is mccartan.com and they got some rather interactive graphics, which are kind of fun, but also very educational on in terms of things to think about 
and insurance coverage. Anyway, we don't like to think about it, but let's hope that we don't need our insurance and that we have it just in case we don't need it. All right, Mike, thank you again for being with us. You've been listening to Of Consuming Interest right here on the Federal News Network. I'm Shirley Rooker, and we thank you for joining us. Of Consuming Interest is a public service program presented by WJLA 7 Call for Action, hosted by Shirley Rooker. Call for Action is an international nonprofit network of hotlines which offer free and confidential assistance. If you have a complaint, contact Call for Action at 301-652-HELP. That's 301-652-HELP.